0: Welcome back to another episode of the Love Your Bod Pod. I'm your host. I'm Kara Carinsa Feli. I'm a certified health coach. I'm at Kara's Kitchen on Instagram. And on this podcast, I support all human beings in transforming their relationships with food, with their bodies, and ultimately with their lives. Today, we have a returning guest, our first returning guest ever on the Love Your Bod Pod. Her name is Carrie Dayton. We've been homies since the... Sixth grade, since we were like 12 years old, and our lives have gone in different directions. And we've somehow always like kind of checked up on each other on social media and like have stayed in touch loosely. And in more recent times, our paths have totally crossed, and we're doing very similar work around empowering women and helping them rise above diet culture and helping them with their body image. And I'm so excited for today's podcast, it's very conversational. Uh, I did very little editing. You're just basically listening to two girls chat about something that has deeply impacted their lives on a very personal level. And it's a huge part of their mission here on earth is to support and help other women. So you're just going to listen to it. We're two girls just having a chat, answering some of your guys' questions from Instagram And I want to share something with you real quick that is so dang exciting. One of the things that we talked about today while Carrie was over at my house is about Food Body Soul. And Food Body Soul, for those of you that don't know, it is a container, a group coaching program to help you transition from food obsession to food freedom. And it's a virtual group coaching program for 12 weeks. And it completes with an in-person retreat in California in January. So it's so epic. Oh my God. I'm so excited. And... Each month, so the first month, it's all about healing your relationship with food. So if you are caught up in diet culture, yo-yo dieting, obsessive thinking about food all day long, if you are constantly counting calories or carbs, if you are skipping social events because of the food or you're afraid that you'll lose your control around the food, if you say like, oh, I can't go to that restaurant because they don't have my type of food. You know, like if just food is occupying way too much of your brain space and it's like all you think about, then I'm going to help you tackle that and free up your brain in the first part of Food, Body, Soul. And then the second part of Food, Body, Soul is the body part, of course. And I'm going to help you with your body image and teach you how to connect more deeply to your body and develop body wisdom and repair your body image. And Carrie is actually going to be one of the guest speakers. So not only do you have the group coaching calls with me, but you're going to have an additional expert and workshop with additional teachers, and Carrie is going to be the body image teacher. You're going to get to be on a live video chat with her in Zoom, and you're going to get to ask questions and get support and coaching and feedback from her on the spot as a part of the second month of the program. The third month is soul, so it's all about creating your life free from the food and the body stuff. Like, hey, what's next? Now that I've had some healing occur around these two areas like what's next for me and then we get to meet together in January 2020 and instead of like yo I'm just gonna like work I'm gonna stick to my diet harder this year and lose the weight finally blah 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 like the typical stuff that happens you know in January we're gonna create your life free from diet culture and we're gonna do it together in this like really beautiful home you guys whoa I found I already booked the home. I found a beautiful home in the Hollywood Hills where we're going to be hanging out together. So if you're interested in learning about Food Body Soul, if you identify with the things that I had just mentioned about like obsessively thinking about food and being worried about it and like dieting and if you're struggling with like binge eating and really intense emotional eating and you just like have always hated your body and always wanted to be thinner then this is the program for you um Carrie's gonna be a part of it I'm so stoked she just might you know swing by the in-person retreat in January uh let's let's convince her to come hang out with us yeah Um, So anyways moving on she's going to be a part of that and today's uh, episode is just like fun casual conversation we're answering some of your questions I hope you guys get a lot out of it if you do please share it on Instagram tag us that always makes us feel really good to know that it's listening and it's landing and that it's making a difference for you so without further ado let's get into this isn't an interview it's a conversation so let's get into the episode and the conversation. And also, for those of you who don't know who Carrie is, if you're new to Carrie, uh, she is a YouTuber who specializes in sharing fun, relatable stories about her life, giving big sister advice and guidance on more serious topics, and documenting her body positive and body confidence journey as a not quite thin body, but not quite plus size body. She calls herself a mid-size girl through trying on different sizes in various stores, on camera, shopping hauls, and good old-fashioned thrifting videos. And if you want to hear Carrie and I's first conversation, she was interviewed on episode 12 of the Love Your Bod Pod. So without further ado, for real this time, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Love Your Bod Pod. Today we have a very special guest with us. She's sitting next to me. We're recording together live in my apartment. Carrie Dayton, welcome to the Love Your Bod Pod. Hello,
1: everyone. I'm back better than ever.
0: <laughs> I feel like, Carrie, this is a, a big moment because you're the first repeat returning guest. So. That makes you like extra special. I feel so honored you don't even understand. Thank you. So today what we're going to do, we're hanging out together and this was improv too. I was like, hey, so I don't have a podcast for tomorrow. Um, Will you like record one with me, please? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to answer some of your guys' body positive, body confident body acceptance questions that you had posed to Carrie a couple of months ago when we shot a YouTube video for her channel. We'll put the link in the show notes if you haven't gone and watched that. Um, And we had, there were so many questions and we didn't get to get to all of them. So we're going to answer some more of them today.
1: So something that Cara and I both thought was interesting and something that I've actually experienced even recently is the question that someone sent of, talking about themselves fluctuating in weight and being scared if people from their past might, be, might might run into them, they might see them at Target, something like that, and think, oh my god, they're fat now. Like, someone might think of you as fat. And that's something that I think we all deal with, um, anyone who has kind of fluctuated in weight in general. And I went back home to Nashville for the first time in three years recently. And this was actually something that I was terrified of. And I really had to, you know, recenter myself and think, well, if that's the first thing that someone is focusing on about me, then, you know, fuck them, anyways. But, oh, my love to cuss. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm literally known for the amount of F words that I use, like with all of my communities. Like, okay. I just am secretly a sailor. Perfect.
1: So that's something that I think is really common. And it's a question that I get a lot as well. Like I am going to a wedding and I haven't seen my old roommate for the first time, you know, in six years. And I've gained 30 pounds. And like, what do I do? And it's like, well, I mean, it's such a loaded question, but it's it is it's something very common that we all deal with. I mean, what are your kind of thoughts about it?
0: Well, my first my first thought is like have compassion on yourself because I I would be lying, I would be dishonest if I were to say that people that the people aren't going to judge you because the truth of the matter is that is that possible that people will judge you? Yeah, it is possible that people will judge you. And is it possible that someone could look at you and have the thought of like, wow, like you really let, she really let herself go or like, wow, she's like so big or like, wow, she used to look better. Like, is it possible that people can have those thoughts? Yes. And, and we have to ask ask ourselves like what where our values lie and what matters most to us and do we want to continually live in the fear of judgment from others that's like question like one like what is the cost of me always being afraid of what other people think and then two if that person is judging you remind yourself that they're also judging themselves on the same metric so like your judgments of other people are actually a mirror of what you are judging about yourself so if they're going to look at you and negatively judge you about your body size just know that like one their judgments are their problem and then two, they're also judging themselves for the same thing. So that judgment is also negatively affecting their life as well. Those are like the two first things that kind of pop up.
1: And it's weird because in my life now, like if I were to run into a subscriber or a friend of mine or a you know family member or whatever, that wouldn't even cross my mind at all. But it was just for some reason knowing that the last time I was back home, I was X size, and now I am X size. You know, there's a significant difference in my weight. It was so weird how that was one of my first thoughts in going back home was, oh God, I hope I don't run into someone from high school. And exactly that same thing you just said, they're going to think, well, she really let herself go. You know, or or seeing an ex-boyfriend and having, you know, all of my ex-boyfriends were like pretty fat phobic and having them think, well, yeah, look at her. You know, she's fat now, which as if that's the worst thing I could ever possibly be. Instead of thinking like, you know, well, Carrie turned into a shitty person (laughs) like me being fat or someone perceiving me as fat now, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, was just the be all end all for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I think the part of this that actually deeply saddens me to my to like my core is the cost to our mental well-being, to our sanity, to our happiness, to our confidence, to our self-expression, to our sense of enoughness, our sense of worthiness. The cost that the narratives that we have around body size in our society has on people and how much we've made thinner as better and we've made it superior and we've made it more beautiful like all of the things right we've it's been so ingrained into us and there are very real benefits to being like fitting the standard fitting the norm of what is considered beautiful in our culture and I just get deeply saddened by the implications on so many of us about how it's like we walk around afraid that we're going to run into someone and they're going to think negatively about us. Like, it interrupts our ability to just be present and enjoy our lives.
1: Right, and it completely negates, like, any success or any other things that we've accomplished because if you look at it objectively, like, I'm, you know... I've created a business for myself and I've worked really hard and built something that I'm incredibly proud of. And for me to think that the first thing that someone would think about me is that I'm not skinny anymore... As opposed to like, wow, Carrie has a YouTube channel and she I see that she's working really hard and she's posting videos, you know, X amount of times a week. And like she's trying to help other women and other humans like, you know, accept and love themselves and their bodies. Like, why would my first thought be or my biggest fear, I guess I should say, be that they're going to focus on my size instead of, like, my success. And like you said, it supports the thinner is better argument. You think if you're going to be thinner, you're going to be more successful or happier or healthier or whatever, and that's not the case.
0: No, and... I loved what you had brought up. So there was kind of this, like, why is that my first thought? Mm-hmm. Almost as if, like, we're judging ourselves for having that thought. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that we should judge ourselves for having that thought, for having that fear, that fear that people are going to judge us based on our body size, having that thought of, like, oh, no, if people see me, this is they're going to think something negatively. I don't think you should judge yourself if you have that thought. I don't blame you for having that thought, and I don't think that that fear is, is irrational given the reality of the world in which we live so if you're having that fear don't judge yourself have compassion on yourself because like yeah we've been trained to put our worth in our weight and we have so many examples in our society in so many different areas disney movies are have fat phobic comments you watch the news fat phobic comments magazines doctors like the in- institutionalized fat phobia
1: from the medical community like there is st- one of my favorite shows of all time is friends and the horrendous fat phobia that exists in that show and i mean homophobia and other things as well is jarring like the whole monica being fat thing is a punchline of like the entire show and she's i mean objectively not i mean it's just so crazy how they make it you know in all of the jokes they make it seem like she is like, just the worst, you know, most disgusting. She was lazy. They, you know, would make comments that she ate, like, the entire Thanksgiving turkey or something like, you know, it's like, it's just, it's everywhere. And it's sad.
0: It's really sad because it's hurting so many people. And so I don't blame you for having that fear. I don't blame anyone for having that fear because, because that fear is a result of, the narratives in our society that fear is a result of like very real things that happen in our world on the basis of body size so have compassion on yourself for having that thought for having that fear don't beat yourself up don't judge yourself don't think there's something wrong with you that you like can't just get this body positive thing out like there's have compassion number maybe that's like number one before the other two things that i said (laughs) just have compassion if you're feeling that way and also re yourself to like what really matters. You get to choose what you value. You get to choose what's important to you. And if being in a body that is healthier for you, that isn't meaning you have to restrict and starve yourself. And if you're happier and more confident and you're and you're building this successful business like you are and you are truly helping, helping people, just re yourself to like, that's my what's important to me and that's my value system. And if this person wants to decide that like what's valuable to them is something as superficial as body size, like that is their problem. And I'm sorry that they have – I have compassion for them for having a limited experience of, of life yeah. and what's important and what's possible. Does that make
1: sense? Absolutely, yeah. I totally agree. And I think that um, like you said and something that I've really taken from you is – like, recognizing when you're having these moments and kind of sitting with it for a second, like, realizing, okay, this is what I'm feeling, and then, like, literally just letting it go. Mm. That's It's a conscious decision you have to make, but it's such a vital part of any body acceptance journey is, like, realizing that those thoughts and those situations are going to come up and just to prepare yourself to deal with them, just think, okay, I'm feeling this way because of X, Y, and why ever. And, you know, and then you just let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You say, you don't serve me. You bring zero uh, joy or, or importance to my life. Uh, goodbye. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really it.
0: Yeah. That's actually so much of the work. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, I think that we're looking for a magic Like a simple solution, or like, oh, just one day I'm magically not going to feel this way. And I actually think that it's a very intentional, conscious mindset. It's mindset work and it's conscious and it's intentional and it's actually practical, what you had said. So when you get those thoughts, when they're coming up, you witness them, you can pinpoint where is that coming from in society? Why am I having this? Fear that other people are going to judge me and you actually get to consciously choose that you're going to let that go because it doesn't serve you and it brings negativity and it makes you feel bad so you consciously have to be like I'm going to let that float by like it's a cloud in the sky it's just a thought it does not define me your thoughts are not you because you're the person who witnesses your thoughts you're not the thought you're like oh I just had this thought that I want to punch someone in my in the face and you are going to be like you know what that's probably not the best way to handle this so I'm not going to punch them so you might have that fear or that thought of like someone's going to judge me and it's not who you are you can choose to let that thought go and replace it with you know what I'm cool with what my body looks like and my body does not define me my worth is not my weight period moving on
1: period moving on that's
0: it (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do question number two. Okay,
1: yes, let's do it. So the second question is, how did you let go of the diet culture? It's so hard when it's everywhere. Girlfriend, I mean, I think it's safe to say that we're all still trying to let go of diet culture. It is something that is so deeply etched in my brain. I mean, it was like woven into every fiber of my being practically. I was... From a very young age, and we talked about this in our video that we did on my channel, you know, we were constantly exposed, whether it be like you said in in media, TV shows, in all of the movies ever, even Disney movies that we watched when we were literal like children, baby children um, from our parents. You know, there was always slim fast in the refrigerator. There was always fat phobic conversations happening. It was very self-deprecating. Like, I'm fat, I'm worthless, you know. And constant dieting, ads for Jenny Craig, uh, the supermodel era, um, you know, it's it's it just never ended. And so it's like, how do you even have a fighting chance when from practically birth, all you're hearing is women being negative about themselves or to other women or the media only portraying one acceptable body type or size. And then on top of it, even the people who are that size are still doing the exact same things. They're still dieting. They're still feeling the exact same way as the rest of us are. And it's like, yeah, you you really, you feel like, how do I even begin to like rewire my brain? Like you said, you teach a lot of, your clients, you coach them on how to reprogram their brain. Like, I mean, yeah, it's truly like, where do you even begin?
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I have a podcast episode called this is diet culture. And I talk about how diet culture is the water that we're swimming in. And you don't even know that opting out of it is an option until someone is like, yo, you could just like stop hating your body and like stop trying to lose weight and stop starving yourself. Like you could decide that like you're awesome regardless of what you look like. And people are like, oh, I've,
1: nev- like, I've never considered that before. The first time I heard that, it was the most radical thought I had ever had. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> you mean to say – Hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, truly. I mean, it was just so, it was almost laughable the first time. I'm like, oh, that, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? I mean, truly. it is. It, it was just such an out, it was an otherworldly statement to me. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. I so get it. And also, gosh, like diet culture is everywhere. So just consciously know that, right? And now diet culture is, is shape-shifting and it's, it's taking on this like wellness, health, Thing right, so you know, diet culture is shape shifting so that it continues to make people feel bad about themselves and sell more products.
1: It's they add in the faux concern of health. Yes, yeah.
0: There's nothing wrong with health and wellness in and of itself. At God knows. Its yeah. It's the way that it's it's still at the root of it. It's like and also, God, lose weight, right? I think that opting out of it, like, what do you do? Opting out of it is a choice you have to consciously choose to not participate in the conversations. You have to consciously choose not to believe the lies that diet culture puts upon all of us. And you have to consciously choose to like live your life a different way. And I think something that has been helpful for me is I sit down and I reflect on what are the benefits of me hating my body? What are the benefits of me tirelessly pursuing weight loss who wins within this narrative who wins within this within diet culture like who benefits and when I actually think about the fact that naturally occurring parts of our body have been demonized and told that they're ugly to sell products I'm like huh? yeah Fuck off. Like, <laughs> I literally am like at my core. So there's this one part of me, you know, the, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I, I, love what I do and I believe that I'm doing good work in the world but there is this part of me of like that's a really good business model it's honestly genius yeah it's like tell women 90% of women on planet earth have cellulite let's tell them that cellulite is really gross and sell them products Mm -hmm. wow wow let's tell women that like getting wrinkles and like dark circles under your eyes something that happens to pretty much all of us as we get older is like really gross and bad and let's sell them products let's tell women that uh, after they have a baby and their bodies naturally change, that they should get their body back and, like, sell them all of these products. Like, when I look at it from that perspective, there's the part of me, I'm like, i like, that's a good business model. But then there's the other part... And at the same time, it's not, like, a but. It's and. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, no. Like, I'm just not <laughs> going to believe in this bullshit mm-hmm. that, like, something is wrong with me and I need to pay you to help me fix it. Like, when I look at it from that perspective, I'm able to be like, yeah, fuck diet culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not interested in believing that something is wrong with me so that you can make more money off of my insecurities. So something that's really helped me is looking at it from that lens of actually realizing like there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. My body is okay. And they're only telling me that there's something wrong with my body because they're trying to keep me small
1: and take my money. Damn, that's so true. And I think for me too, like something that's helped me a lot in... I guess, just fighting to disassemble this, like I, I, like a brick wall of diet culture that's like been built around my brain. I mean, you really have to chip away at it little by little. It's not going to happen overnight. And I think we all know that. But there's, like you said, there's no magic answer for any of this. I wish there was, but it's, I mean, it's work. Um, however, something that's really helped me a lot, especially in this social media era. And I've talked about this numerous times on my channel, on Instagram, I mean, everywhere in my life. And that is being really intentional with my social media space. And it is, you know, just knowing that it is absolutely okay to like curate the space for you. It can be your safe little corner of the internet and unfollowing celebrities, friends, other influencers who constantly peddle, promote, and profit profit off of diet culture and selling these weight loss products, quote unquote weight loss products that's really just diarrhea tea, let's be honest. Um, Appetite suppressant lollipops, waist trainers, uh, what, what I mean, cool sculpting, you know, burning away your fat, whatever new diet or, or supplement or drink or tea or whatever. I mean, getting rid of all of that and then replacing it with like actual real bodies that, you know, aren't the 1%, not, not degrading those bodies at all whatsoever, but also incorporating more kind of average size bodies, like bodies of color, trans bodies, disabled bodies, bodies of all different sizes, like sh- filling your space on social media with what the actual world looks like is, I mean, revolutionary which it shouldn't be, but it I mean, it, it just changes everything.
0: Yeah, and if you want to look at this from a scientific standpoint, you look at it as from the classical conditioning perspective. And when you're shown something repeatedly over and over again, you're classically conditioned to actually see that as being normal and what's okay and what we should all strive for. And so you've grown up your whole life only seeing the small, thin, white, abled body you know, we've grown up shown that image over and over. So what you're actually doing is you're reprogramming your brain and you're classically conditioning yourself the other way, right? And um, there's also something called exposure theory. And exposure theory explains that it's hard to be uncomfortable with something that you see all of the time. And so if you are only seeing small bodies and then all of a sudden you see a larger body picture, yeah, it's going to shock you because you're not used to seeing it. So if you expose yourself to a diverse diverse images diverse bodies you're going to become more comfortable and more acceptable not only with their bodies but then also with your body so you can actually like flip it on its head and classically condition yourself aka deprogram yourself deprogram yourself to actually see other types of bodies as being okay and when you surround yourself with the anti-diet message it slowly starts to permeate and like there's neuroscience to back this up through the wazoo like your brain is slowly going to start to shift your beliefs are going to start to shift so therefore your thoughts and your actions and your life is going to start to shift so there's a lot of science behind curating your social media feed.
1: So this next one is a two-parter, and the first part is how to let go of the fact that skinny does not equate beauty and superiority. Whew, that's a good one. And the next one is: Is it bad to want change? I am happy in my body, but I think I could be happier. So to tackle the first one, does you know skinny equate with beauty and superiority? Like, how do I let go of that? Um, and that's something that again. I think I have dealt with, I think you've dealt with, and to be probably the most honest I've ever been, I dealt with up until recently, like up until a few years ago. I went through an experience where I was sort of being compared to another woman in a relationship situation, and I was thinner than her, and I thought that by default, I won. Like, I really thought, well, I'm more superior. I mean, truly, it's disgusting. It's, you know, really embarrassing for me to admit. I was so engrossed in diet culture. And I mean, those, like I said, that brick wall was just built up so high around my brain that I truly believed what I was, I I've truly believed I was better than her. And that is so, I really, I was telling Kara this earlier before we started filming this. I want to like hug her and she has no idea that that, this even was a thing. But I feel so ashamed and so embarrassed. And I know that, you know, Kara stresses a lot that it's like, it's not your fault. This is what you were taught. But it just feels so evil on like the most primal level to even think that because of whatever shape your body is that you're somehow... Better than anyone else and any other human being. It is just really, really sad and depressing to think about. But it's something that I'm totally willing to admit because I think that it's something that probably a lot of us have done. Or maybe we're in the opposite situation and we feel like someone who's thinner thinner than us is better than us because they're, you know, more, I guess, accepted by society or by men or that they're you know they get more attention at work or more promotions or whatever and it's just that's so sad and it's really unfortunate that the majority of us think that way yeah yeah
0: you're not alone like I've talked to other women that I've had calls with or coaching clients who have felt like they're better than people they'll go out in society and we're going to talk about comparison in the next questions but how they'll be like oh I'm better than that one because I'm thinner and prettier oh I'm not as good as her because she's thinner and prettier than me and we live within this society of like we're creating this hierarchy that serves nobody and also I'm so guilty of this like so much of my youth and my early 20s I lived within the paradigm that like I was either better or worse than someone because of what I looked like and I absolutely would have this sense of superiority not real superiority like it was fake superiority but I had this idea that like oh I was better than some people because I was thinner or I'm not as good as that person because like she's taller and thinner and like has a better smile and like whatever I think that uh, that we're trained to decide our value based on what we look like we're trained so yes the piece of like don't beat yourself up don't, like, do I think that inherently this is disgusting that we do this to each other and that we do this to ourselves? Yes. And I don't blame us. We've been conditioned. We've been trained. However, we are the only ones who can change the narrative for ourselves and for others. So we're empowered to decide that we're not going to think that way about ourselves and about others anymore. And, and this thing that we're talking about, I call this the sisterhood wound, where like we've been pinned against each other, not for our benefit. But we do these things where we decide that we're more worthy than someone else because, because we're thinner and society tells us. And it's that's a sisterhood when it creates this wedge, this gap between women. And we're the ones that get to choose that we're not going to do that anymore. So we get to have power. We get to be empowered and choose Hey, like, I'm not gonna believe that shit anymore. I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put that energy out into the world towards my sisters.
1: And for the record, the guy that we were fighting over wasn't shit anyway. So I think, I think that's important to add. I think that if she and I had just probably tried to like curate some form of friendship, it would have been like way more powerful than the relationship <laughs> I had with the guy. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that it's so interesting how we do we immediately you know you see like a very fit beautiful woman jogging on the side of the street and you think god she must be so successful and she's so beautiful because of like the size of her body and a lot of times You view, you know, fat women or plus size women are viewed as like lazy or unmotivated or, you know, there are all these really negative connotations that come along with it that aren't true at all. And that's literally just because of diet culture and society and how women are portrayed in the media and how we like exist for the male gaze. Yeah. So I think that deciding that you're not going
0: to equate skinniness with beauty and superiority, I think part of that ties into what we mentioned before. Like some practical tips here, like curating your social media feeds. You can actually start to reprogram yourself and you actually just consciously get to decide that you're going to define what beauty is for yourself. We all have different definitions of what's beauty. We all have different things that we're attracted to, but you get to actually decide that being skinny is not what like it's not that being skinny is ugly that's not what we're going here that's not what we're trying to portray here but you just actually get to decide that thinner isn't better and you get to decide that just because someone is thinner that they're not superior and you also have to remind yourself that just because someone is thinner and quote prettier by society standards that doesn't mean that they're happy that doesn't mean that their life is better that doesn't mean they don't have problems or insecurities that doesn't mean that they are torturing themselves to look that way.
1: Mm That actually goes like directly into the next question or the second part of this question, which again is, is it bad to want to change? I'm happy in my body, but I think I could be happier. And speaking from personal experience, when I was the thinnest I have ever been, I was the most miserable internally that I have ever been as a result. I mean, I truly was obsessed with... How many calories I was putting into my body, how much working out I was doing, was it enough, scouring the internet for like diet tips or I mean it was it was the center of my you know brains focus truly and not to mention all of my mental health issues didn't disappear when I got to my goal weight. They were still very much there. They were just as prevalent, if not worse. I mean, probably because of all of the stress I was putting myself under dieting and, you know, depriving myself and starving myself and just constantly stressing, had so much anxiety. My hair was falling out. I mean, there were just so many things that my body was trying to tell me were like really like red flags, like, hey, something's wrong here. You know, we're not uh, a... <laughs> We're not like focusing on normal things that we should be worried about in life. It's just all about appearance and, you know, how much weight am I losing? How many calories am I burning? I would obsessively check my apps. You know, I am unbelievably more confident now at the biggest I've ever been in my adult life. And I think that there's something to be said for that. I really do because I spend virtually zero time worrying about what I'm eating, how many calories it has. I'm eating as if I'm hungry, I just eat. And I don't worry about, you know, if a food is good or bad. I just worry about like what's happening after I eat, you know, (laughs) like I'm not too focused on like, what am I Like how many egg whites am I going to let myself have for breakfast today? You know what I mean? And I'm focusing on the things in life that really matter. And, you know, you... By shrinking your body to heal whatever is going on internally, that that's not going to work for you. Like it's, it's, my mental health issues were, I mean, rampant when I was the thinnest I've ever been, like I said. And they're still prevalent today, but you know, by thinking that they were going to somehow magically go away and that I was going to have, you know, every man at my fingertips and that I was going to get every promotion and become this like, you know, that's, it just goes, it ties back into what we were saying, you know, you, to think that you could be happier if you were thinner is probably unrealistic. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say. Mhm. Mhm.
0: And it's possible, it's, I think that we think that we'll be happier long-term if, that we, if we lose weight. Now is it possible that you'll lose weight and initially initially you might feel a little bit better about yourself and you might receive compliments that might feel good for a little bit? Yeah, that's possible. But if you're trying to fix an internal dilemma with an external measurement, it's not going to work long term because truly happiness and confidence comes from within mm-hmm. and it comes from having a really enriched life. Full of things that you're excited about, that you're passionate about, doing things that you love, you know, taking care of yourself in the true sense of self care, engaging in meaningful relationships like these are the types of things that are actually going to lead to happiness and confidence and when you're relying on your exterior to make you feel confident you're always going to be at the whim of your exterior and you're always going to be working really hard to keep your body that way and the working really hard to keep your body that way actually ends up making you fucking miserable bingo (laughs) so it doesn't work it's the booby prize and something that we want to bring up is like How many of you guys have had the experience where you've looked at a picture of yourself when you were thinner and you were like, wow, why did I hate my body back then? I was so thin. And Kristen Ankerman on Instagram, we're going to read to you this tweet. She hit the nail on the head.
1: Yes. The tweet says, you know, when you look back at an old picture of yourself and think, wow, why did I hate my body then? That's your proof that it has never been about how your body looks. I read this. And it literally blew my mind like wide open. I was just like, whoa. I had to like sit with it for a second. I was like, holy shit. That is so true. It's so true because you often look back at, you know, thinner photos of yourself and you just think, what was I ever complaining about then? So she's exactly right. It just goes to show that it was never about your body.
0: Yeah, it's internal. It's Mm -hmm. an internal perspective and, and shift. It's not external. And There have been, I've experienced this with so many of my clients, I've experienced this with myself where I can look back and when I had like the thinnest, tightest body, I actually think of what my internal experience was and I think about my mental health and my confidence and my sense of self and my fear of judgment from others and my feeling of unworthiness and not enoughness and like just this paralyzing mental agony around what everyone else was thinking and were they judging me for what I was eating and just all of it. When I think about my internal experience when I had to work really hard and when I was so obsessed with keeping my body thin, I'm like, it fucking was not, it's not worth it. Like, and I wasn't happy. I wasn't fucking happy even though I had the smaller body. I really thought that I couldn't be happier in a larger body. And I'm, my body is larger but not, but... I'm still a thin person. I think it's important for me to acknowledge that that like I'm still in a smaller body. But it wasn't worth it. And I've talked to so many women in the body positive space and in the fat positive space who are in larger bodies, some of them in our in marginalized bodies, and it's just not worth it. Like self-acceptance and cultivating a sense of enoughness from within will truly lead to the happiness that you're craving.
1: And that's it right there. That's really it right there. Just, yeah, speaking from personal experience from, you know, both of us who have been thinner, that did not make us happier.
0: No, the cost was too high. The cost of, like, trying to keep my body, and the cost of, like, trying to be pretty and have everybody like the way that I look, and just, like, putting so much of my mental energy and my brain space into trying to be nice to look at for other people was depleting to me and my soul. Like, it... And it's like I, I, want women, I, I want women to be free from this so badly. I want women to be free from diet culture, to be free from the weight loss culture, the thin is better paradigm. I so desperately want women to be free from this because I know the pain and I know the cost and I know that we have so much more to offer the world. <laughs> so much more to offer the world. And we just spend so much time, money, and energy pursuing the smaller body. And I'm like, for what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I say that with love. Like, I, it comes from love. It's like, snap out of it, sister. Mm-hmm. Choose to snap the fuck out of it. Because mm-hmm. we don't win within this narrative.
1: And then the last question is, what do you do if you can't stop comparing yourself to people who have better, quote unquote, bodies than you and like comparing yourself with other women? This is a huge question that I personally get a ton and I know Kara gets a ton as well. And I mean, at first, the first thing that jumps out at me is looking at this question and the person already, from the jump says comparing yourself to people, comparing yourself to people who have better bodies than you. So, I mean, where are you? Like, who's the judge of that? I mean, society, you, the other person, men, like who decides whose body is better than someone else's? I mean, I understand that because I've been, again, up until recently, guilty of doing this. I think it's important to recognize as Kara has helped me realize that it is not our fault that we feel this way. This is what we've been conditioned pretty much since birth to believe Um, and you always have these narratives in movies, TV shows, jobs. I mean it's always like you know pitting women against each other so it's natural probably that these thoughts would occur but something that is so important and I know it's like the most generic cliche thing but I mean how could you ever it's like comparing apples to oranges I mean it's like how could you ever you know compare or boil down like your worth and you know things that make you happy and your passions and your dreams and what you offer the world and what you offer yourself and a partner and whoever how could you boil all of that down and deduce that to like the size that's on your freaking tag in your jeans like that is so wild and when you really like I know that it seems so basic and so generic and so cliche but it's actually quite profound when you think about it and that's sort of what I've based the entirety of my content around for the last like year or so is because we all do it we all it's like we're like sims or something like that but instead of like the diamond that's above our head it's like the size of our jeans like we're all constantly I mean I don't want to say all but I would say the mass majority of us
0: especially those listening
1: yes are dealing with this and it's just so important to like I think for me in those moments I like to go inward a lot more because I think I'm just focusing way too much on like external things what like what does this person have anything like how do they have anything to do with you how does this and like you said earlier how does this what does this benefit? Who does this benefit from this way of thinking? Like, is it going to harm your friendship? Probably. Or if it's your mom or your sister or your co-worker, I mean, it's probably going to end up damaging the relationship if you end up resenting them for this reason. And if not, I mean, even just the fact that you're pitting yourself against this other woman is really a dangerous space to be in, you know?
0: Yeah, it goes to like this wedge of that we're in a hierarchy and that we're in competition with one another. And like you alluded to, like we've been trained to think about this. And and I love how you're you're actually talking about looking at it objectively mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing about being like, wow, I, I literally give so much power to a, a literally like a printed number or a printed letter on a piece of fabric in the back of my clothing, and it has so much power over me. Or you consider the amount of power that you give to the number on the scale. This, that's kind of like maybe a separate topic. but in terms of just comparing yourself to other people, like it doesn't serve anybody because it interrupts your ability to be your own bright light. And it inter- and like you're also robbing that person of their experience to be who they are and to be self-expressed and to be to be own- their own bright. Like so like nobody wins within the context of comparison and it's cliche to say but like it is the thief of joy because comparison robs you of you getting to be in your bigness it robs you of getting to be the fullest expression of you it robs you of your ability to own your worth and to connect to your worth in addition to just making you feel like shit you know, comparing, like, and I'm so guilty of this. Like, I've talked about this on the podcast. I'll talk about it with my clients. Like, sometimes I'll get in a comparison trap with, like, other health coaches. And I'll be like, she's smarter than me. She has more education. She has more of a following. And I have to snap myself out of it. I'm like, this is not serving me. And I have to remind myself that, like, the people that want to work with me are going to be magnetized and activated by my magic. And the people that want to work with that health coach are going to be magnetized and activated by her magic. And we're not in competition, and I don't need to compare... We're, we're all here to, like, make the world a better place and, like, evolve, support women and humans and evolve the planet and all of that. That's a total side note. But if you're stuck comparing yourself, I loved what you said about going inward. About going inward. And, and I loved you, in one of your videos, you made the tip of, like, making a list that you, all the things you like about yourself that have nothing to do with what you look like. Mm-hmm. That's a great, a great exercise that I encourage you guys to do so that you can get connected to like who you are and your uniqueness and what makes you awesome. And, you know, Marianne Williamson always talks about just shine your light, let your light shine, be yourself and don't rob the universe, the other people from getting to enjoy who you are. And when you're comparing and you're trying to be like other people, you're robbing people of the experience of you and your uniqueness. And you're here for a fucking reason to be yourself and I think I'm just rambling on a tangent here.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, but I understand what you're saying. And ultimately, you're hurting both parties yeah. by doing that. You're hurting, you know, it's damaging to them and also you. And it benefits no one. Like you said, no one wins except, you know, diet culture. <laughs> that's, that's the only, you know, winner that comes from this fight. And so, yeah, like you said, going inward Focus on the things that, like she said, and that I've, you know, encouraged people to do as well. Like focus on the things that you really love about yourself that have absolutely nothing to do with body image, and you will be floored. I think truly. Mm. What
0: has helped you? So this might be helpful too. What has actually helped you? So I know that comparison is something that you still deal with. I've just shared that it's something that I still navigate, and I've gone. I'm at a place where I don't compare my body as much to other people, but I. Like I said, I still compare myself in other avenues. Mm -hmm. But what has helped you with the process?
1: Even if you're not 100% there, like what's been helpful for you along the way? I think just like kind of going deeper into my journey with feminism um, Mm -hmm. and just realizing that like women aren't my competition. Like they're my sisters. We're all existing to build each other up, support each other. And I think, I know that this probably just sounds like okay sure whatever but like the older you get I think the more comfortable you get in your own skin and the more you curate meaningful friendships and so for me like I think kind of getting rid of those catty kind of toxic sort of like vapid, pointless friendships and really focusing on like incredible female friendships that nourish my soul and like you know that that is your sister, that is someone who isn't going to betray you. They don't look at you as competition or someone that you, you know, are going to be compared to. I mean, my friend Sierra Schultzy, who if you guys haven't checked her out, we'll link her channel, is incredible and something that happens all the time because we film content together and we make very similar content. We're similarly sized. People compare us and they, you know, compare our bodies to one another. And I think that we're just so secure in our friendship with each other and we're so supportive that none of that even matters. I mean, I have truly never looked at her and compared myself to her in any way whatsoever because like you said, we're both bright lights just in different ways. And I think that that's just something that, um, you know, I guess to sum it up, I just really focus on the fact that like I said in the beginning, you know women don't exist to be your competition. Like you will be blown away at how much like nourishment and joy and fulfillment you will feel from like positive uplifting female friendships. Like nobody can uplift each other more than women. I mean it's so true and we really have to like it's like you said it has to be a conscious decision you have to shift your focus and it's again something that i'm still dealing with you know i'll be at like a youtube event and there's like a instagram model right in front of me i'm just like oh my god but she's beautiful and exists in a space that's outside of mine and she has so much to offer i'm sure and so do i you know so i think that that's what's important to focus on
0: yeah we all have stuff to offer Mm -hmm. um I loved the different points that you had brought up and it actually triggered something in me when you were talking about getting connected to your, to your feminism and diving deeper in that. Something I think about a lot with the comparison that we have with women and with our bodies is if you look at this from a historical perspective and you look through the lens of, like, you know what? Back in the day, like, being really pretty mattered so that you could find a husband because, like, you didn't have the capacity to work, mm. to provide for yourself, to get a job, to get an education, to vote, to do any of this. So, like, back in the day, like, being maybe perhaps more physically attractive than another woman was actually really fucking important. It really was kind of a threat. It was kind of a threat, right? Where Whereas now, you don't need to be better looking than your sister to find a man who's going to love you number 1 and then two you don't need to be better looking or thinner than another woman to be able to to thrive in this world like you can vote you can get an education you can get a job you can start a youtube channel you can work like there's just women don't need to be better than one another Mm-mm. to survive anymore so i loved the feminine the feminist side of that and i love the historical element of like yeah there's this there's like some roots here but we don't need to be we don't need to have a better body than another woman in order to survive because we can survive. We can thrive. We can provide for ourselves. We don't, I, we both have boyfriends. We love our men and we don't need them to like have a roof over our head.
1: Yeah. No offense, but we're good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's like, it's love y'all, but love yeah. Y'all. Yeah. And so it's a different time. Yeah. And so just say like, fuck Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. I live in the 21st century and it's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. have to depend on a man finding me attractive or my parents arranging a marriage for me to enjoy, to have a life where, like, I have food on the table and a roof over my head. Like, we have so much opportunity. We live in such an amazing time. Like, there's never been a better time that I can think of to be a woman, to be alive and to be, like, maybe in Greek Greek mythology days it was kick-ass to be, like, a goddess. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. It'd be pretty dope. And also, being a woman right now is epic. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. Like, I love being a woman right now. I'm like,
1: oh, I, like, was born at the right time. Yeah. I mean, we really get to stand in our power, and we get to, you know, uplift each other, like I was saying before. And, yeah, I mean, it, it just, I think... Now what's shifted for me is recognizing that, okay, I'm looking at this woman and I'm, well, first of all, it's all face value. If I don't know her, you know, I'm just assuming what she might be or just looking at her aesthetics, but say it's a friend or a coworker or a family member or whatever, recognizing that she has x y and z but i also have maybe a b and c you know and just realizing that like we can exist in the same space and it has nothing to do one has nothing to do with the other basically
0: yeah totally
1: so i think we did that (laughs) i think we just
0: did that (laughs) (laughs) we did the damn thing yeah we did okay any final notes
1: okay i think what i'll kind of close on is something that kind of I think encapsulates this entire thing and it's something that Kara has talked about many times in book form Instagram I have taken it and run with it because it has been something that has like truly changed my life and just realizing that whether it be your journey with like healing your relationship with food or your body or you're just embarking on, you know, your body acceptance journey or your body confidence journey or your body positivity journey or whatever. It's realizing that it is not a straight line. It is a motherfucking scribble. And that is a true Kara quote. That is a direct quote. And you're going to have ebbs and flows. There's going to be highs and lows. You're going to have a lot of these same thoughts that we covered in this entire episode. And then you're going to have a lot of really great empowered moments. Like I've, you know, been lucky enough and Kara has been lucky enough to experience on our journey. And some days are good. Some days are bad. You might have a bad hour. You might have a bad week, but it's a journey it's work you gotta like make like I think that that's one of the things that we talked about and probably every one of these questions is that it's a conscious decision you have to make you really constantly have to work at it but it is so worth it
0: yes yeah I love that yeah and it is it's a motherfucking scribble like that's life it's (laughs) ebbs and flows like it's not a straight line it's not like okay I'm gonna work on healing this and then it's just like up and up and up and up like no it's like up down up down backwards forward you know Mm -hmm. like around around and around all of that. So it's like an opportunity to have compassion and take it easy on yourself and to realize that like in a lot of ways we're going to be swimming upstream and you're going to have to be strong and you're going to have to be courageous and it's a conscious mental effort and it's also awesome because like real freedom and real empowerment is on the other side and peace of mind and beautiful female friendships. Like I really loved the emphasis that you had there on like it is so juicy to have like women on your team women on your side like women in your circle supporting you like it's it's so fucking awesome and like I'm gonna have a podcast about the sisterhood wound because my sisterhood wound is as deep as my body image wound um and I've had so much healing around them and it's just like enriched my life in ways that like I'm I didn't anticipate and I'm so grateful for and yeah yeah I'm just this is a good episode you feel good
1: about this I feel great yeah I feel like we I mean we do that I think that was just part of the reason why we filmed this anyways is because we were literally just talking about this regardless like we were like well we might as well you know record it because hopefully people that are listening are going through the exact same things and can deeply relate just like we can so yeah Hope you took something from it. Thanks for having me back for the second time. Yeah, everybody, round of applause for Carrie. Woo-woo! Thanks, guys. No one's clapping. It's okay. I think
0: think some people are clapping in your car. Yo, if you guys are clapping in your car, can you, like, tag us on Instagram or something? Please. So,
1: Carrie, woo-woo! Oh, and Kara. No, and that's the thing is, (laughs) like, it's all, you know, we both brought different things to the conversation. You have the very educated, you know... You do a ton of reading on the topic and you have all the knowledge when it comes to this. And then I can probably bring a little bit more of like in the field type of experience. You know, I'm kind of going through it as I'm sort of preaching it. So Mm. we both have something to bring to the table. That, oh, this is so good. We have to get
0: this in there. Like you just bringing that up Mm -hmm. of like our different ways of speaking and our perspectives. It's easy for me. I will sometimes get in my head and I'll be like, I wish I didn't use like Tony Robbins calls them quarter words he's Mm -hmm. like use nickel and dime words you don't need to use the quarter words and I find myself using the quarter words uh because it allows I feel like it just it's just how my brain works and I will judge myself I'm like I wish I could talk in plain more plain English and in simpler terms and maybe you guys think that I talk normal and in simple terms and I'm just in my head making shit up
1: I actually wish that I could speak more eloquently like you do like I try to, I find myself trying to use bigger words, <laughs> and I want to talk more like you, isn't? And look at Just that, say right? like every two seconds. Just like, like I say like all
0: the time, yeah. and fuck, you know, to like dumb it down a little bit, or not dumb it down, but like I know it's so mean. dumb that like yeah. it's not, it's not dumb, but it's like I, I don't want to say dumb, but like it's interesting how we both can like honor and admire each other's gifts, right? And there's this part of me that's like, I wish I could talk more like Carrie. And there's this part of you that's like, I wish I could talk more like Kara. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, cut the shit out. You talk the way you talk. I talk the way that I talk. And it's
1: it's And we both, and that's a perfect way to end it. We both bring our own bright light to the equation. Yeah, our own magic. And like, people are going to be activated
0: by your magic. And mag. they're going to be magnetized to your your magic. And like, vice versa. And we Mm -hmm. all have to understand that like, that's awesome that we all get to be our own light and activate people in different ways. And like, we can celebrate that and get excited about that and not have it be something that's like a a wedge or a gap or something that makes us feel disempowered or not good enough, so. Preach, girl. Okay, we love you. We hope you like this. Love you
1: guys. Bye.
0: And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you got a lot out of this. I think Carrie is so unbelievably relatable and hilarious. If you're not following her on YouTube, is it following? Subscribing. If you're not subscribed to her channel on YouTube, uh, go check it out. Go watch some of her videos. I know that you will love them. And if you're interested in learning about Food Body Soul, shoot me a DM on Instagram. i at Kara's Kitchen. Or you can go to karaskitchen.net forward slash apply. And that's Kara with a C, Kitchen with a K. And we'll hop on the phone. We'll have a conversation and we'll get to know each other. We'll make sure that Food Body Soul is the right fit for you. It's the right container to help you transform and heal your relationship with food in your body. So if you're interested, reach out. And thank you for tuning in today. I hope you liked this. Please share it on Instagram in your stories if you did. Or you can leave a ratings and review or shoot us a DM letting us know. And I also am open to your feedback if you liked this style of podcast just very conversational just having a chat not so much of a structured interview format super open to your feedback all right y'all love you from the bottom of my heart and i will chat with you guys soon